All right, so today we have Tyler from Southwest Church joining us today. Uh, Southwest Church is based in California, and Tyler is responsible for family ministry technology. So he oversees all things at the nexus of kids ministry and technology. Tyler, super excited to have you on today. Uh, could you tell us a bit about yourself, everything you do at Southwest Church, and like what called you into ministry and how did you like find your role at Southwest Church? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you all. First of all, thank you for having me here. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, so I can, I'll kind of explain my backstory and then that'll lead more into what I do here at Southwest. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, like, like you said, my name's Tyler Houghton. Uh, I was born in San Diego, California, and then me and my family moved out to Palm Springs, where Southwest is located. Uh, when I was about six or seven, I didn't really grow up in a Christian home, so the I never really understood the idea of church or like and even coming to a building to worship a God. Uh, but it wasn't until I was in the eighth grade I started ten actually I started attending Southwest Church with a buddy of mine who played on the middle school worship team. And after a couple months of showing up at eight a.m. every Sunday, like a good middle schooler does. <laughs> Uh, I got plugged into the tech team, started writing lyrics, did a little bit of audio, did a little bit of lighting. And then when I eventually got into high school, I joined theater and started doing theater production. That's kind of where my love for all things production took off. Mm -hmm. And still attending church, was actually baptized the summer before I, became, before I got into high school. But then during high school, I just kind of fell into the motions of it all, like the motions of school, of my faith and my relationship with Jesus. And then it wasn't until my junior year where God called my best friend at the time, Sean, called him home mm -hmm. uh, one night. And I was walking, and as, as I was walking through that experience, that was really like the catalyst for my faith and made my faith my own and not what my friends said it was, not what my pastor said it was, but made, my, made it my own. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, so jump about it, jump ahead a year later, I'm on the football field during my graduation, cap and gown and all. Uh, and I asked God, like, well, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Because I was planning on going out to LA or even going out to New York to get, get involved in movies and Broadway and that kind of stuff. And just like, none of that was really panning out. So I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? He's like, well, why don't you go into ministry? I'm like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, oh. I kind of like the, the, the tugging back and forth. Like, I don't want to do that. He's like, well, you're going you're gonna to do it. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> so... That summer, I applied for a job at Southwest, and I got it, and I started as the part-time kids tech guy, and then flash forward five years later, I now oversee live production and video for family ministry as a whole, so pretty much every, everything from newborns up until about young adults. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that is uh, quite a story, Tyler. Uh, that is interesting to and awesome to hear how uh, production, the, the middle school worship team, you know, getting uh, pulled into the church almost inadvertently from uh, the friend of yours. And uh, that is really outstanding because it goes to show just how much of an outreach mechanism production can be. Uh, the mm -hmm. arts, you know, the side of church that is like called into the actual technical parts of worship, like the lighting, the sound, the AVL, like all those technical things. Uh, those things are outreach things in themselves, getting more people to contribute and volunteer. Yeah. And that's uh, awesome. And, you know, it sounds like 
there it was probably kind of hard to make a decision to get into ministry, especially you know you're just uh, graduating uh, school, so you've got like the world is your oyster, uh, and mm. so it seemed like it was a little hard to uh, decide to follow that pull into ministry. So what were some kind of signs pulling on that thread that it was uh, the right move? And how did you kind of handle a little bit of an uncomfortable step forward there? Hmm. That's a good question. It's been a while since I thought about that. So, uh, yeah, I don't remember anything distinctive. I just remember it felt right and it felt like what I had to do. Mm. And it felt like this is, that's where God wanted me. Mm. And I think I always kind of felt a pull into ministry, especially within production ministry itself. Absolutely. And I mean, that's sometimes, you know, that the core pull, like, hey, I know I want to do this. And then there's mm. an additional pull that's a little bit out of your comfort zone. But going and meeting that calling is you know, where the amazing things that happened and what got you into ministry. So that is awesome. You had the courage to take that step, Tyler. So I love to see that. And uh, moving on to kind of your role and responsibilities at Southwest as the, you know, kids tech production coordinator, you uh, oversee like production for kids in environments. You uh, probably did a lot with like at home ministry as well. So, how do you uh, go about making sure that your in person and online ministry environments and programming are engaging for the kids at Southwest? Yeah, I, I will say online ministry, not online, on campus ministry and in person ministry is easy. Like, we've church has been doing that forever, so we know how to do it, we know what works and what uh-huh. doesn't work. Just a matter of making sure that Southwest Kids, we have a motto. It's uh, everything is like gospel centered. It's fun and it's safe. So mm-hmm. as long as it's gospel centered, it points back to Jesus, we're good. If it's fun, it points back to Jesus, we're good. If it's fun, safe, and points back to Jesus, we're good. Anything outside of that is a no go, and anything within inside of that is pretty much free range. Mm-hmm. So we try to instill that as much as we can within our in-person ministries and in-person services. Uh, but when it comes to online, it's still the same, like the same three core values, but it's, it's different, you know? Like it's mm-hmm. like games we, like we're still trying, we're still figuring this out. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> you Understandable. Know, like, yeah, no one knows everything. So everyone's learning all the time. Uh, but like the, we realized like the games we would, we would normally play on the weekend in the elementary group wouldn't normally work in an online setting. So just a matter of taking those games and tweaking it or even throwing it out the window and tuning a whole entirely different game. Oh, even yeah. our, yeah, like our kids pastor, he's, uh, a couple of us, uh, a couple of our staff members came down with COVID. So we had to have to lock down the church a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So then our kids pastor was at home recording with his wife a couple of games and they were doing the, like the DYM games, the Download Youth Ministry games online. Uh-huh. And then just sending them over to me for, to edit. And there was, was a really fun and engaging online. Those wouldn't necessarily work in an in-person service. You know, like unless you did a whole game show theme, a whole game show vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And then really, I would just say it's a matter of like when it comes to online ministry, having those fun and engaging people. Like I have a buddy, I have an actor buddy of mine who we've kind of casted as our game host. 
for South Forest Kids. And he's a total ham. He was like one of the lead characters in our drama for BBS a couple weeks ago. And yeah, he's just fun and a ball of energy and a bit too much energy for me sometimes, but. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Well, that is uh, very insightful, Tyler, because you're absolutely right. You know, uh, some stuff to make online ministry as impactful as possible, you're going to be doing different stuff from in-person ministry. Mm-hmm. And I uh, love how you mentioned that idea of, like, does it point back to Jesus? And it's a clear, like, principle uh, to operate by. Like, hey, is it pointing yeah. back to Jesus, yes or no? Uh, if it answers yes, go ahead, do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. you have free reign to uh, mm-hmm. hone in on that. So. Uh, pulling on that thread a bit, what are some of the like other key values and principles you and the rest of the team at Southwest operate by? Uh, so at Southwest, we have our, our mission statement, if you will. Yeah, mission statement. Yeah, mission statement is uh, we're a gospel-centered, multi-ethnic, intergenerational church. We love discipleship. Mm-hmm. So along those those values is what we kind of operate by. It's like, again, gospel-centered, everything we do points back to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, multi-ethnic, we live in Palm Springs, Southern California, we're a predominantly Hispanic community. That's mm-hmm. like kind of 50% Hispanic, 50% uh, Caucasian white. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so everything we do, like we have to reach both sides, both sides of the aisle and proclaim the truth that is the like, that is the gospel and the life death and resurrection of jesus and both sides of those aisles both agree but they see those things differently so how do we reach both of them equally and not step too far into one side of the aisle mm-hmm. and then intergenerationally like we're we're a retirement community but along with that we're also there's a ton of young families here in mm-hmm. palm springs so it's like how do we reach the more seasoned saints as we call them (laughs) and more of the newborns like the young families you know Mm -hmm. and like that is i would i would say that's like an everyday challenge for us at southwest like how do we impact all those communities at once Mm -hmm. and how do we proclaim the truth that is the gospel and as well as like loving on both sides of the communities too that we might not agree with sometimes you know Absolutely. And, you know, I really, I really like those values and we already touched on like the gospel sending point into Jesus, but uh, the multi-ethnic, you know, everyone in your church, the church is a representation of the kingdom. And when mm-hmm. you are inviting people to church to heaven, like they may not be a member of your church. Uh, if they go to your staff page and just see a bunch of like old white dudes, and if they're not, uh, you know, someone of that, uh, old white dude demographic they may not feel comfortable going there yeah and so it is really important that you are expressing hey uh, our team our congregation we represent the kingdom and a diverse picture here and yeah. then diversity and if, oh go ahead if I, if, if I may i think it's really important like when you say that you don't do it for the sake of tokenism like it's not like oh mm-hmm. we have a hispanic get on staff so therefore we're going to reach all the hispanics you know Mm-hmm. Like when in reality, that guy just does facilities and you don't tell anyone that, you know, like you kind of push him aside. So I think it's really important mm-hmm. that like you are intentional about it and you're not just doing it for the sake of tokenism. 
which I don't mm. think anyone, I don't think anyone really does that mm. you know, like maliciously and intentionally, but I think it's really hard. Like when you try to, you try to be multi-ethnic and you don't see like the underlying tones of what you could be doing, or even could be, uh, even what you could be portraying and not even realizing it. Yeah, I mean, because like you said, you have to be intentional and ensure that you are giving yep. uh, your diverse team like ownership roles. Uh, if we yep. look in you know, the business landscape, uh, some corporations say, hey, we diversity is a uh, big objective for us, but then they don't have any diverse C-suite people. And maybe have like a chief diversity officer, but no like diverse CMO, CFO, CEO. Uh, yeah, it's like, hey, you need to make sure that uh, everyone on your team, as you're building a team that represents the whole kingdom, that they're actually having ownership. Uh, and so, that is uh, outstanding additional advice there, Tyler. And as far as you know, going further, uh, not just on cultural diversity, but age like like you said retirement community and young folks uh different activities different messaging there uh so i'm kind of curious how do you cater to the different uh the different needs the different interests the different activities as everyone what are some uh tips especially as a larger church like yourself uh catering and serving and coming to each person as they are yeah uh I'm not as involved with the main service or adult ministry mm-hmm. as I was in the past. So I can't speak too far into that, but I know it's a lot of with pastor Ricky, our lead pastor, it's all about uh, family. And like he, from what I understand, his heart is like, if you can get the dads to attend church, you can get the whole family to attend church you know mm. and when you when you get that your kids ministry and student ministries are already killing it so all you kids are going to fall in love with it mm. but alongside of that like we have to like be a welcoming community and a welcoming staff and church and as well as like preach the love and truth of the gospel not just the truth but you know love comes first and then comes truth so, you know, loving, loving community first and then sh- also presenting the truth. So that's the little bit I understand about like the adult ministry, I'm not as involved as I was used, as I used to, both in kids and students. Well, also, I'll say kids, first of all, kids, it's, well, we're talking about like it's fun and safe and points back to Jesus. So that's, that's pretty easy. <laughs> You know, like we can just play. We can play Mario Kart and talk about Jesus and how awesome He is. Uh, you know, and that that's pretty easy win. <laughs> but within student ministry, it's student ministry. If I may, it's a little interesting. We live. I've said we're in Palm Springs, California. We actually about ten minutes down the street from where Southwest is. That's where we have Coachella, Stagecoach, and all these like big festivals that come through mm-hmm. once a year. And within student ministry, it's we're trying to take like those festival cultures and like kind of harken, harken back to like the old tent revivals that, you know, we used to have in church and kind of blend the two of them as much as we can, like have all the fun and cool tech and cool light shows that we would, that you see at Coachella, but also, Hey, here's the, here's the truth about the gospel. And here's 
this man that gave up this son of man that gave up his life for you mm-hmm. you know and it's a lot of like reading the culture and we still try to are like middle school and high school high school high school leads they uh they look a lot of like okay what's la doing like what are some of these bigger cities doing in southern california that mm-hmm. we can do as well that would still uh, resonate with our students Absolutely. Uh, I was talking with Stephanie Porter. She's on the uh, Orange team. She's actually oh, from yeah. California, I believe. Uh, and she mentioned, like, observe before you, uh, like, plan your ministry. Like, observe mm-hmm. where kids and students and families like to go outside of church. You know, what are some things you can draw on from inspiration? Like, love the idea of because uh, Coachella is impressive. And if you can like worship in a Coachella-esque like uh, show, that would be amazing. <laughs> so you are going to definitely uh, teach the gospel and probably like attract extra uh, students to your church. So I love that idea. And that definitely sounds like it does help because you're drawing on the unique culture from your area. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, this is our part of California. Uh, and this is what our church is, and this is why, uh, how we're coming to meet you where you are. So, yeah, uh, that is outstanding. And kind of on that thread, Tyler, as you uh, look ahead, what are your kind of top short and long term ministry goals? Mm. Short term, I would say I, I would love to essentially build up more of our production team and the family and the family ministry like more Mm. volunteers than anything i feel like that's always a resource everyone's lacking like how do we get more volunteers i think Mm. that's especially true after like the aftermath of covid and everyone kind of like i don't want to go outside anymore you know Uh (laughs) and like when i work i work primarily with like students on my as my main volunteer base and like when their parents aren't comfortable with them being at church. They can't be here, you know? So that's like, okay, well, I can't fight you on that. That's, that's respect what your parents are saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, like I'm, I might not agree with it, but I need to respect them and honor your, what your parents say. So I would say like building up more, I would say building up more of an adult volunteer base within our production team and as well as teaching them. I'm, I actually just finished a book called I Love Jesus But I Hate Christmas by Todd Elliott, the founder of Philo, Philo Conference. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Understandable, he, that title then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, I read, I saw it, I'm like, well, that's a harsh title, but okay. And then I read it, I'm like, oh, that's, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. he, gives a, he gives a lot of like practical leadership advice to production leaders and like how to grow and sustain a healthy production team. And like, so it's that. And then I'm reading a book by... Dr. Josh Droway called Producing Worship. It's kind of about the theology behind church production. Mm. And that's like a whole dissertation. So that's like taking me a while to get, it's taking me a while to get through. Like I'll read a chapter. I'm like, okay, that hurt my head. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a couple weeks off and like dissect all that. <laughs> I didn't go to college, so I'm not that smart. <laughs> Likewise. <So>. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. So like taking those core aspects about like, what is the theology behind church production and how do I practically grow a production team Mm -hmm. and taking those and kind of essentially what I'm thinking is creating a 
like a production leader small group, if you will, mm. and going th- like doing going through those book studies and like, okay, here's what this book says that we should do. Here's what we can do. How do we make that the best for the culture of Southwest and the culture mm. within our family family team? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I love that idea of like a production small group uh, for the production team to kind of focus on the uh, not just like tactical what your role is at the church and in ministry, but the actual uh, ministry side of it as well. Uh, Because especially in production, like you're kind of setting the scene. Uh, as opposed to being the person on stage, being the person teaching, like the kids ministry pastor might be teaching to the kids, the worship team might be, you know, on the stage and you're, you're making it all happen. Uh, but it's important for you to uh, still, you know, hone in. And I, I, I love that idea of the uh, production small groups or like intro team small groups, uh, because and that is outstanding. And I know our partners are really going to like it. Um, so yeah and as you go ahead towards addressing these goals uh it sounds like some really exciting things are happening tyler uh what other info or advice would you want to share with uh kidmen or production leaders Hmm. i would have to say the biggest advice that has helped me out this year from our family pastor, Joseph. Uh, he says to us all the time that the only thing I really like the only constant in our lives will be change. Mm-hmm. And we can't avoid that. We have to embrace the change, but not just the change for the sake of change, you mm-hmm. know, like intentional change that's going to help the church as a whole and help us as people. So I would say, don't be afraid of the change and don't shy away from that. But also like, don't change up your whole ministry just because it's a Tuesday, you know, Uh really sit with it, be prayerful about it. Like, is this the change that God wants me to make? Or is this the change that some guy on a podcast said I should do, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, change uh, is inevitable, but you shouldn't say that with like a tone of dread. And change is inevitable and change is good. And Mm -hmm. I love that advice, you know, uh, that the only constant is change. And it is true. And no matter how things change, the things that stay constant are really just like what is important. It sounds like you are all very focused on that. So uh, that is outstanding that, like, think about Tyler, lots of good advice and takeaways for our partners today. So thank you so much for contributing. And Uh, Yeah, looking forward to keeping in touch. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. This was fun. Absolutely. Take it easy, Tyler. Take it easy. See ya.